Oh boy, we are back. Yes, we are back. Hello, everybody. Hello, pavement pounders. Welcome to the Harland Highway. We're back. We're up. We're running. I'll talk about it more when we get to the other side of the titles. Oh, so excited. So happy to be back with you all. Wasn't it so lonely and empty without me? Oh, I know I was lonely and empty without you. Uh, anyhow, what a show. Uh, extra long show today just to kind of make up for the time lapse here. We're going to kind of do like a whole hour today. Special Thanksgiving uh, show where we're going to be doing the uh, Harland Highway Annual Thanksgiving Day Parade. Are you kidding me? John Water, John Waters and John Starters will be calling all the beautiful floats as they come down the street. Uh, it's going to be amazing. Uh, it's always eventful, always uh, full of celebration and life. Also, uh, speaking of a life, we had a life that passed recently, and I'm going to talk about that person's life and the effect that it had on me as a human being, as a person, as a kid, as an adult. Uh, also, a call from Aunt Ruthie. Aunt Ruthie is calling in. Apparently, she had a mishap with her Christmas turkey. Something went wrong. She left us a phone message. Roger is going to play it. It should be insane. And then lastly, we're going to play our favorite turkey song in honor of Thanksgiving, the Thanksgiving turkey song. So get your giblets out. Here we go. This is the Harlan Highway. <laughs> Put on your seatbelts. It's about to get bumpy. Oh, how perfectly awful. I get my kids above the waistline, sunshine. I know they take the bandages off. We don't know who we are. We don't know where we are. You're riding down the Harland Highway. Let us out of here! Please! Let me tell you. You're starting something here that... That's what you should be frightened of. Oh, fuck yeah, bud. Just leave us alone. Sit down, strap in, and shut up. What's going on? What's the matter? I thought maybe if I could kill him, I could make him stop. My mother never breastfed me. She told me she liked me as a friend. Who are we? This is the Harland Highway. What? It's the Harland Highway. It's, it's a cookbook. Ah! Ah, is right. Holy jumping gang. Wow, it's good to be back. I, uh, I I don't know if you missed me, but I sure missed y'all, y'all. Um, wow, what this is the longest we've gone without the podcast. I think it was like two and a half weeks or something like this, or that. And uh, oh my God, my whole system crashed. My laptop computer, it hit like this six-year window and it wasn't just my podcast equipment, like everything, everything went down. Like, you know, my, my whole computer's gone. I'm holding the hard drive in my hand. It's a little, it's like the size of a cracker. And we had to uh, operate and extract it. And the laptop is now just an empty shell that I'm probably going to, you know, throw up in the air and shoot. But uh, everything went down right around the uh, the time I was uh, doing some tours. And I tried to install some of the new stuff on my own, which I'm not great at. And, of course, it didn't work. And so I had to hire a technician and bring bring him in. And he sat here and worked his magic, and now we are back up and running, and just in time, might I add, whew, just in time for the uh, annual Thanksgiving Day Harland Highway Parade. Uh, we wouldn't want to miss that, right? So fortunately, we, we got everything put back together. Uh, this is the first podcast with the with the fresh new equipment. I hope it sounds good. It's sounding good to me. I have my headphones on. Roger's happy. Rog, you digging the new stuff? Okay, Rog gave me the thumbs up and a finger. Um, but even Roger didn't know how to fix this stuff, man. So we were just dangling in the wind. And I don't know if you can hear the joy and the happiness in my voice, but we're back. I mean, what better time to do a Charles Nelson Riley, right? Um, <laughs> so uh, we are going to be going to the uh, the uh, the uh, Thanksgiving Day Parade today, and all kinds of fun things. 
And I just want to say thanks for hanging in there with me, gang. And again, sorry for the delay. Sorry for the the tech issues. But hopefully this won't happen again for a long time. And enough with the with the uh, pandering. I say we get right out to uh, to our uh, our hosts who do the color commentary on the uh, Harland Highway Thanksgiving Day Parade every year. It's John Waters and John Starter. And uh, these guys, they know how to call it, man. I mean, these guys call all the floats coming down the street. And it's just, it's a work of art what these guys do. And uh, we're going to check with in with them throughout the show as well as some other fun things now that we're back. Um, I also might add... Uh, you know, this is something that occurred to me while we were kind of shut down as I realized, you know, I'm pushing the limit a lot when I do two, two podcasts a week. Uh, sometimes I'm rushing sometimes as of late with my busy schedule, I'm just not getting the time to put into it what I want to put into it. So, uh, I hope none of you are too dismayed, but we're going to go to a new format where I do one podcast a week and as a result they might be a little longer than they used to be my my uh my two week uh two podcasts a week format each show was roughly around half an hour maybe 40 minutes occasionally we did a longer one but uh, i'm gonna try and stretch out the solo um podcast uh even uh, a bit further just so you get more bang for your buck and what I'll do is I'm going to uh, put those up every uh, Monday, and uh, and then you'll have all week to kind of listen to them wh- during your work week or wherever you are in Afghanistan, in uh, Beirut, in in Dublin, in in Glasgow, in uh, Sydney, in uh, Istanbul, wherever you listen to, Cleveland. You know, we don't we don't discriminate. Anybody can listen to us anywhere. So so we're going to go to once a week for now and then maybe if my if my my schedule slows down a bit over time, I can go back to two a week, but for now one a week every Monday. And enough about all this. Let's get right to the excitement. Let's get down to the uh the parade coming down the Harlan Highway with uh, our commentators John Waters and John Starter, take it away, guys. Well, thank you, Harlan. Thank you very much. And oh, man, what a great day for a Thanksgiving Day parade. The sun is shining, a few clouds in the sky, thousands of happy people down in the streets. Welcome, everybody, to the 74th Harlan Highway Thanksgiving Day parade. I'm your host, John Water. And I'm John Starter. How are you today, John? Well, I'm hoping I'm good because, you know, the last few years, uh, you know, I don't know who puts lemon juice on their Thanksgiving turkey, but uh, boy, oh boy, John, last year there was lemon juice everywhere. The parade was not really working, John. Well, now, let's not get ahead of the curve. You know, every year we have... Wonderful, colorful new floats, elaborate floats that that come down the street and people from the community put so much time and effort into these floats. They really are a spectacle. Well, sometimes I wish I wasn't wearing my glasses when these floats came by. Speaking of spectacles, I mean, some of them are just not worth my time to look at. Some of them have been very dangerous and some of them have been ethically and morally questionable, John. Some of them just really aren't working, John. Well, why don't we let the uh, floats, John, and the uh, reaction from the crowd speak for itself. Here comes our very first float right down the uh, the road here, down the Harland Highway. And uh, we could ask for a more exciting float right out of the gate. This float comes to us from uh, SeaWorld. Well, holy jumping swordfish, John, and somebody blackened my salmon steak. Well, now what's that mean, John? Well, I don't know who thought it would be a good idea to bring live dolphins out onto the land, but if you if you ask me, if you check every, uh, you know, 
biology and marine biology handbook. Apparently, dolphins are supposed to be in the ocean, John. Well, I think we have to commend SeaWorld here. They've they've uh, got a great big truck down there. They've filled it up with salt water, obviously. And it looks like four or five happy, wonderful, healthy dolphins splashing around in the water. And the kids seem to be going really uh, nuts for these dolphins. A real uh, boatload of enthusiasm as the dolphins are jumping and splashing. Well, you know, uh, you know, let, let, let's put some math questions together here. Uh, what breathes air and lives on land? Answer, everything. What breathes air and lives in the water? Some of the dumber fish that didn't realize they should be on land. That's your dolphins, John. Well, now, you know, they evolved. Uh, everything evolved, John, and I, I don't think we want to have Darwin's debate here during the Thanksgiving Day Parade. I'm just saying, John, it's not a good mixture. Sea creatures, 45 to 100 miles inland, uh, miles and miles away from the nearest body of salt water. I just smell disaster. Well, John, I think it looks like they're perfectly content. Splashing, hold on, wait a second. It, it looks like there's a bit of activity down there. Uh-oh, here we go. Well, hold on now, John. It looks, oh my goodness, there's, there's, it looks like there's some water spilling out onto the road there. Here we go, just the way I predicted it. Leave the salties in the salt water, John. Well, it looks, well, okay, I think you might have uh, had some kind of premonition here, John. It looks like there's a, they've, they've got a leak. It looks like the attendants are scrambling, scrambling to patch the leak, but the water seems to be pouring out faster than they can, uh, they can keep it in. And, oh, boy, look at that. The water level is dropping by the second. Two of the dolphins are already... Oh my God, their blowholes are sticking up into the clear, blue, crisp sky, and they're gasping for air like a, like a bottom trying to pop a popcorn fart, John. Well, now, I don't think we want to equate a dolphin's blowhole to a farting asshole. John, now let's keep it family. I'm just saying, John, look at those dolphins. They're gasping for breath, oh my God. Oh my, they're flapping around. It reminds me of the dolphin slaughter in Japan every year on the beaches. These dolphins are screaming for mercy. Listen to their, their horrified clicking and crying. Oh my God. Well, now it doesn't look like it's a good situation, John. The children, the parents are shielding the children's eyes. Oh my God, the people are screaming. The the, uh, the people from SeaWorld are trying to contain the water. What are they doing? They're grabbing soft drinks from people in the crowd and throwing it into the pool in an attempt to raise the water level. Yeah, because that's what dolphins need to survive, John. Swimming around in a nice big tank of Coca-Cola, Dr. Pepper, or Sprite. Brilliant. And look at these poor, stupid mammals who decided to forego growing legs and coming on the land, and now they're paying the dear sweet Christ price, John. They're, they're suffocating to death in the air that they breathe when they're in the ocean. Oh my God, the point you can hear the agony, the agonizing cries of death. The, the last gasping bastions of these poor souls' lives. And they say dolphins are the second smartest creatures next to mankind. Well, I think we've just proved it wrong. Hey, you idiots, if you want to breathe air, be on the land with the rest of us, you dumbasses. Oh, my God. Listen to them. Oh, it's just agonizing to watch the Oh, the, 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 all of them are just flapping and frolicking as the life as the life slowly leaves their dolphin bodies, John. This is, you know what? I called it from the second they came around the bend at the end of the road. It's not really working. Here we go. The Thanksgiving Day Parade, the very first float, and what do we have? Dolphin carcasses rolling down the street the soulful cries of death 
from God's second smartest mammal. Oh, sweet Jesus Christ, wrapped in a ShamWow. It's not really working, John. Okay, well, we're going to cut away while they regroup down there. This is a bit of a tragedy, but let's not cast a shadow on the rest of the parade. We'll throw it back to you, Harland, and we will be back very shortly with our next float from the 23rd annual Harland Highway Thanksgiving Parade. Oh, my God, their blowholes are so swollen. I feel like I'm watching a... Dutch porno movie with some kind of illegal sex toy that shouldn't be allowed near anybody's. John, okay, let's, uh, we're sending it back to you, Harlan, and we'll be back in just a little bit. It's not really working. Oh, listen to those dolphins. Wow. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my, oh, my God. Oh, God. You know, there always seems to be a hiccup at the parade. Every year, but I, you know, we'll check back in as we get through the show here, and uh, let's hope that uh, things get uh, normalized back to normal. Oh my goodness! Um, meanwhile, uh, Roger's telling me my uh, aunt Ruthie, who lives up in uh, Rochester, New York, uh, apparently she phoned and left me a phone message to wish me a, a happy Thanksgiving. So uh, I think it's uh, appropriate that we we play it. Um, I think uh, I think that's what we should do. And uh, and uh, you know, Aunt Ruthie's got a kind heart. She she's uh, sweet. She she always means well. And I love hearing from my Aunt Ruthie up in Rochester. So uh, I don't know what she said. I haven't listened to the message yet. But Raj, let's. Uh, Let's go ahead and play uh, a Thanksgiving greeting from uh, my wonderful Aunt Ruthie. Hello. Hello. Oh, my God. Hello, Angel. How are you? Oh, my God. It's your Aunt Ruthie calling from Rochester, New York, Angel. Oh, my goodness. How are you? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. We miss you so much over here, Holland. I know you're in your Hollywoods doing your movies and your televisions and whatnot, but your Aunt Ruthie and your Uncle Harry, we miss you so much. Oh, you're such a little, you're such a little jinxins. Oh, my God. Anyways, Angel, I'm calling with a bit of disturbing news. Uh, You know, it's Thanksgiving, Angel, and... Well, you know, every year your Aunt Ruthie prepares a nice 20-pound turkey, and, uh, you know, I like to do it up really traditional with the stuffing and the fixings and all the rest of it, and, well, I had a bit of an accident here, Angel, nothing to get worried about, but your Uncle Harry's not doing so well, we had to take him down to the hospital and get him pumped, what happened is... Oh, my goodness. Uh, You know, I had the turkey out, and I was getting it all prepared, and I couldn't find my glasses, Angel. And you know how it goes when Aunt Ruthie doesn't have her glasses. I'm as blind as a Chinese bus driver, for Christ's sake. I mean, I've walked into walls. I'll never forget the time I walked into a a mailbox down on 14th and 9th, and my my arm got stuck in the goddamn thing, and I thought I was being attacked by a, a metal bear for Christ's sake. I don't know if you remember you were such a little boy with your cute little freckles and your little mop top. Oh my goodness. But anyways, Angel, so as you know, you know, your Aunt Ruthie got up early in the morning to prepare the turkey and uh, I couldn't find my glasses. I had all the stuffing and all the fixings ready. And as you know, your Uncle Harry, well, he likes to sleep without any clothes on. He takes his sleeping pills because, you know, he's always had trouble falling asleep since the war, of course. You know, Angel, oh, oh, he still gets the night shivers. Oh, the poor old bastard. Well, anyways, Angel, I I couldn't see a goddamn thing. You know, I was blind as a Norwegian fucking uh, apple skinner, you know, and I'm wandering around the house with a big giant bowl of stuffing, and I'm going, where the hell did I put that turkey? And, uh, of course, Uncle Harry's sleeping on the couch, and he doesn't like to wear any clothes. Oh, 
my God. And I started feeling around, and I, I guess I thought I was feeling the toiky, but it turned out to be your Uncle Harry's, you know, naked bottom cheeks, as they say, the buttocks. I think Forrest Gump said, uh, you know, in that movie, uh, I Am a Retard, or whatever that, whatever the name of that Gump movie was, he really was a retard, Angel, but uh, I think he said buttocks, and uh, so here I go, I got the whole bowl of stuffing, I mean, I've got a pile of it, it looks like a, you know, it looks like a pile of moose shit in a bowl, for Christ's sake, Angel, and... So I start, you know, kneading the turkey, at least I thought it was. I didn't realize your Uncle Harry's ass cheeks were so squishy and, 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 and soft. I mean, I haven't touched that old bastard's ass since I was, you know, 47 years old, and we spent a weekend in Niagara Falls on a 47th anniversary. But after that, I mean, we haven't, you know, well, I don't want to get into any intimate details. So, so anyhow, Angel, I start kneading the turkey and I start you know I start feeling around for the opening you know where the stuffing goes and uh uh, bingo, I found it, but in my head, I'm like, my goodness, this turkey's a little tight this year. Is this a butterball, or what kind of turkey is this? But, it, you know, usually that opening between the, the, the drumsticks is, you know, it's it's in the size of a, a softball normally, but this turkey was tighter than a, you know, a Chinese roasted, uh, you know, ass goblin, for Christ's sake, and so... You know, I get fistfuls of stuffing, and I start, you know, forcing it in there. I mean, I'm really working it. I'm pushing and pushing, and finally I was able to get the first handful up there. And and as I, I keep putting the stuffing up into this turkey, I, you know, it starts to loosen up, and it gets easier and easier as I go along. And, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm through the whole fucking bowl of this stuff. There must be like seven pounds of this stuffing. I mean, it's got the celery and the onions and just the way everyone likes it, you know, Angel. And all of a sudden, I hear some screaming, for Christ's sake. And I go, what the hell? Is that Harry? And uh, if fate would have it, I looked around. My glasses were there on the coffee table right near the couch where Harry was sleeping. I grabbed them and I put them on. And Harry's there screaming, rolling around naked. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, Harry, what the hell's the matter with you? And he starts going on about his insides are burning up. And he says he's, he, he, his stomach is all puffed out. And he, he says, oh, my God. And I realized what I did. I, I ended up stuffing Uncle Harry with all the stuffing. But it wasn't my fault, Angel. I mean, you know, it's, I, didn't, I couldn't see a goddamn thing. And so now Uncle Harry jumps up off the couch and he's crying, sweet Jesus. And he starts walking around the living room, but he looks like a cowboy that just fell on top of one of those 17-foot cactuses and it went right up to the North Pole, if you know what I mean, Angel. Oh, my God, he was walking around like a crab that had diarrhea, for Christ's sake. I mean, holy shit. This, this old man could barely walk your poor Uncle Harry. And he's screaming, and he says he smells onions and carrots and celery. And I'm like, oh, Christ, I realized. I look over on the kitchen counter. There's the turkey. And I realize I've just stuffed seven pounds of, you know, Thanksgiving stuffing right up your Uncle Harry's uh, how-do-you-do pipe. Oh, my God, his eyes are watering, his nose starts bleeding, He's, you know, his hair looks like it's standing up on end, like he just saw the ghost of fucking Rosie O'Donnell or something, Angel, you know. And so I get you, Uncle Harry, down to the, you know, down to the ER, and I tell them, you know, my husband's just been stopped, for Christ's sake. And they're like, what the hell are you talking about? And I said, well... Take a good sniff, and all of a sudden, everyone's like, "Oh, did somebody bring in some some Thanksgiving turkey?" And I said, "No, that's my husband. He's got seven pounds of stuffing up his ass." And uh, so, you know, they had to take him into surgery, and they had to pump him out. And oh my God, the whole hospital smelled like a Thanksgiving seven course dinner. It was unbelievable. Oh, anyways, Angel, it's, it's just a little slowdown. We're going to pick up some more stuffing, but I just wanted to let you know that your Uncle Harry's okay. He's still walking like, you know, 
like he was on a bicycle and he rammed into a, you know, the Berlin Wall, for Christ's sake. He walks around with his legs bowed out like Robin Hood just robbed his genitalia. You know what I'm saying, Angel? But I think we're going to be okay. And so, you know, I, I hope we're okay. Your Uncle Harry says, do you want to say hi, Harry? Oh, he's all curmudgeon still. I think he's still upset. He's, I think he's still got some leakage. We had to buy him an adult diaper to catch all the, the gravy and the drippings, you know. That's, a, you know, Thanksgiving stuff. But anyways, Angel, I hope you have a great Thanksgiving, okay? Your Aunt Ruthie loves you, and we give thanks for you, Angel, and all your wonderful TVs and your movies and your Hollywoods, and we all, we all love you here, okay, Angel? <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, Angel. Oh, oh, hang on, Harry. What? Oh, my God. Harry said he just did this, this tricky skin coming out of his asshole. Oh, my God. Well, pull it out, for Christ's sake. Oh, my God. Is it white made of dark? Oh, my God. Anyhow, but I've got to go. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving, Angel. <laughs> and Ruthie loves you. Oh, my God. Pull it out, Harry. Oh, my, oh my goodness. That, that was... God. She stuffed Aunt Harry for Thanksgiving? Ay, 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 Aunt Ruthie, my my God. Just, uh, wow, okay. Never know what the hell Aunt Ruthie's going to say. You know, why don't we shift gears and let's get to something a little more festive. Wow. Uh, Let's throw it back to John Waters and John Starter at the uh, Harlan Highway annual Thanksgiving Day Parade. Take it away, guys. Well, thank you very much, Harlan. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We are having a grand old time here at the 46th annual Harlan Highway Thanksgiving Day Parade. Wow. Wow, indeed, John. Uh, Wow, as in where's the wow factor for this parade? So far, uh, I smell lemon juice all over the road, and it's not really working. Well, maybe this next float will change your mind, John. Here it comes. Uh, This is a float put together by Paula's Plumpery which is a plus-size woman's and girl's uh, fashion accessory shop. Paula's Plumpery, and and plump it is. I thought the only thing that would be plump this Thanksgiving was the Thanksgiving turkey in the middle of the table, and now we have a float coming down the middle of the road with some of the fattest women I've ever seen in my whole life. Well, I believe the politically correct term, John, is a plus-size model. Model? What What kind of model? A Model T Ford? I mean, these, these girls are wider than a sports car, for Christ's sake. Now, John, let's be sensitive here. Sensitive? Uh, you're damn right that I'm sensitive. Someone get a seismographic meter. I think I feel our booth shaking as these... Diplodons walk down the middle of the road. A diplodon. That's right. It's a type of dinosaur. Well, uh, they seem to be dressed in. They're dressed flimsily. Uh, they're showing off much too much skin. I can't decide if, with all those jelly rolls down there, I'm watching a plus-size model get together or a, or a pack of wild charpays. I haven't seen this many wrinkles since the walls fell down up at Prune Manor. Now, John, let's let's uh, dial back the rhetoric a little bit. Wow, and look at these models walking down the street. Uh, they are showing off some wonderful fashions. Uh, we have some pantsuits. Uh, we even have some bikinis. Oh, my God. It looks like a mountain range melting into a sea full of seal blubber. Well, now, John. No, don't now John me. There's certain things we know in life. Models are models. They're skinny. They're Victoria's Secret. They're thin. And these are, look like, you know, someone just escaped from Flubber Mountain. I mean, for God's sakes, 
I haven't seen this many stretch marks since someone pulled saran wrap over my head in grade four. <laughs> now, John, you, you have to settle down. These are, these are women. They are beautiful. They are celebrating their bodies. Celebrating? Holy Christ. If this is celebrating, somebody stick a, a, a load of dynamite in my birthday cake. These girls, I feel like I'm watching the Nature Channel and there's a whole special about walruses floating around on the ice. Now, John. No, don't John me. You're either a model or you're not. Some things in life are just a reality. Models are thin, they look beautiful, they've got long hair, they're curvy, they've got a tapered waist, they've got succulent breasts, they've got long legs that go on for, for forever, and I'm sorry, John, but these models look like as they walk down the street, they're leaving dinosaur footprints embedded in the concrete. Well, now, let's not get too carried away, John. I mean, I mean, I haven't seen this many. I mean, what are those things hanging over their stomachs? Well, I believe they're called muffin tops, John. And muffin tops? That's like a whole bun cake hanging down over there. I mean, my goodness. It looks like a, someone, you know, they, they had a strawberry shortcake implanted on their belly. Good Christ. It's like a good Christ. Well, now, John, let's not, uh, let's not. What? Look at this. Do you see what I'm seeing here, John? What, what are you talking about, John? Look. Some of the plus-size models have just walked right up to the kids and plucked the, kid, the the bowls of popcorn out of their hands. Look at there's a chubby one over there. She just grabbed a four-year-old kid's soda pop right out of her hand and is guzzling, and she took the lid off and chugged it. Oh, my God, not really working, John. Well, you know, you, you, you know a person can build up an appetite, John, walking... Uh, for miles and miles down the the road, uh, it does take a uh, a lot of uh, stamina. Stamina. This is the second float. We just started the parade, and already these uh, manatees are grabbing food from children who are standing in this on the side watching the parade going by. Good Christ in holy. Godforsaken heaven, John. Well, now let's not. Well, hold on a second. It look, there's some activity down there, John. Yeah, it looks like there's a bit of a skirmish down there. What seems to be going on? Oh, my God, there's a Baskin-Robbins ice cream store right there along the route, and it looks like the models have broken away from the parade. Oh, wow, here they go, man. Yeah, that's right. They've just smashed the front windows of the Baskin-Robbins, and 20 or 30-plus-size air-quote models have run inside, and they're having a feeding frenzy. It's like watching a pack of wild hammerhead sharks tear apart a grouper, for Christ's sake. Oh, man, look at that. There's ice cream flying everywhere. There's chocolate chip and vanilla and strawberry and crackly crunch. Look at that. Just like that, they've cleaned out the Baskin-Robbins ice cream. It's like a bunch of army ants just stripped the beef off a dying gazelle. Holy Christ in a crunkled up crankcase. Well, John, uh, we better. Oh my God, look at that. It looks like they're streaming out of the Baskin-Robbins heavier than when they went in. Holy stretch mark mania, John. Wow, I mean, no, look at the stretch marks, not only on their bodies, but some of them have stretch marks on the sides of their mouth they've been eating so much. Oh, man, wow. I mean, it looks like you're watching a moose graze on seaweed in a swamp, for Christ's sake. Oh, man, wow. It's not really working, John. This year's parade not really working. Well, we're going to break away. We'll let the commotion get cleaned up down there, and then we'll be back with more exciting action and wonderful floats on the Harland Highway 17th Annual uh, Thanksgiving Day Parade. Oh, my God. One of them just ate a fire hydrant. Jesus Christ on a crunkled up cracker bread. Jesus. Oh, wow. Oh boy, geez, it sounds like they're, they're, they're having some, some complications at the, the Harlan Highway Thanksgiving Day Parade uh, today, but uh, nonetheless, it, you can hear the crowd. It sounds like everyone's having fun. Everybody's enjoying themselves. So 
Uh, if there are a few hiccups, which we always seem to run into, uh, overall, it seems like uh, based on what I'm hearing from the crowd and the crowd noise that it's uh, a good time being had by all. Wow. Um, so we'll, we'll get back. I think we have one more segment. Uh, we'll go back to, to, to kind of finalize the parade in a few minutes. But for now, I wanted to talk about uh, a, a, a sad passing. Switching gears from a from a, a jovial parade to a sad passing. One of my teen idols passed away this week, and uh, it breaks my heart. I mean, I don't know how many of you guys even remember this guy, but I sure do. David Cassidy. Oh my God! From the Partridge Family. Uh, this this guy was a part of my youth. I was a little kid. I was probably like seven, eight, nine, ten years old when David Cassidy was the Justin Bieber of the day. Uh, this was before the the internet and YouTube and all that stuff. And the only place you could really see or or get information on uh, on on teen idols like David Cassidy was. If you had the little uh, teen magazines like Tiger Beat and 16, and th- these were little magazines full of pop idols, and and I had four sisters, so uh, obviously there was always uh, these magazines hanging around the house and up at the cottage, and, uh, you know, I would see pictures of this guy, and as a young boy, you know, you're just starting to formulate your opinions in the world, and you're starting to understand the difference between people and and races and colors and 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 sizes and looks and in my young life in my short young life not even 10 years old yet uh, David Cassidy comes along and at the time it was I guess the 70s he had this kind of long hair but it was parted in the middle and it was feathered and he had these like dreamboat eyes and he he was just like, to me as a little kid, I was like, this is the most like handsome, good-looking guy I've ever seen in my life. You know, you got to remember, I'm a little kid, and we didn't have access to as much media as, as you do today. So here was this, this, this good-looking young uh, pop star gracing the cover of magazines. And I got to tell you, man, he, he was my idol. He was like my little... Little boyhood idol. He was such a good-looking guy, and and I was—I'll be honest. I was like, I used to wish I was him. I'd I'd say prayers to God. I'd say, God, why wasn't I born and look like David Cassidy? I wish you would give me David Cassidy's good looks, God. You know, he was just—he was just one of these guys, and the girls went nuts over him, and. And he was on this TV show called The Partridge Family, which was a kind of a cheesy show. Even as a little kid, I was like, this is kind of cheesy. But he was just such a good-looking, charismatic guy that, you know, he was my first, like, like boy crush. You know what I mean? Like, not, not in, a, in a sexual way, in a I, wish, I, I wished I was the guy. I thought, God, I want to be that good looking. I want to be that popular. I want everyone to love me. I want to be singing. I want my own TV show. I, you know, he just had it all, man. And, uh, you know, as age does to all of us, he got older and he got into alcohol and he got into all his problems that life throws at you, which, which always made me sad. You know, when you see someone young and, and virile and, and their whole life ahead of them, like David Cassidy, and you just think, what could go wrong for this guy? I mean, he's like true perfection. And by the way, this is the little boy talking here, the 10-year-old Harland. Um, this guy just was like, you know, he was nothing could go wrong with a guy with such good fortune to be born so good-looking, you know? And back in the 70s, another thing they used to do, they, they, we, there was this fashion thing where guys would wear choke chains around their neck. They'd wear like, you know, black velvet choke collars. And that was just the look back then. And, and sometimes David Cassidy would have one of those on and we'd just be like, oh, man, how cool is this guy, man? Oh, man, I want to be that cool, bro. And uh, so it was with a heavy heart. And uh, a sadness that that we say goodbye to, at least for me, sad for me, that we say goodbye to one of my childhood icons, one of my childhood heroes, a guy that I emulated, I I wished I could have been. Uh, 
But in the end, I'm kind of glad I'm just me. You know what I'm saying? But when you're a little kid, I think we all have someone we wished we were until we kind of get the world figured out, right? So uh, RIP to David Cassidy. Thanks for the memories. Thanks for the music. Thanks for the Partridge family. Thanks for giving me a way to live vicariously through you, to dream that I could be someone more attractive and and charismatic and, and, and popular. And, you know, as we get older, we realize it's all relative. It's all kind of a show. But as a little kid, it meant a lot to me, and it, it, it made me dream, and it made me, it made me fantasize that I could be someone else. And, and uh, you know, I have very good memories of that time. And when I see or hear David Cassidy, it brings me back to a very positive, fun, sweet, and innocent time in my childhood. So, David, if you're listening, thank you for all your gifts, all, your, all, the, all the joy you made me feel. And uh, hopefully all the pains in life that uh, you have endured are gone and you're, you're in a better place. And we all thank you uh, for all the ways in which you touched us and brought something of meaning into our lives, okay? So RIP David Cassidy, my childhood idol. And as a tribute, I thought maybe we'd just play uh, one of David's hit songs from the Partridge family. Uh, this is for you folks. This is for David. This is I Think I Love You with David Cassidy on lead vocals and the Partridge family. Hit it, Rog. I'm sleeping and right in the middle of a good dream Like all at once I wake up from something that keeps knocking at my brain Before I go insane I hold my pillow to my head And spring up in my bed Screaming out the words I dread I think I love you morning I woke up with this feeling I didn't know how to deal with and so I just decided to myself I'd hide it to myself and never talk about it and did not go and shout it when you walked into the room I think I love you song. I mean, just hearing that takes me back to my youth. I think about how, you know, uh, life was about getting an ice cream sandwich and and a bottle of pop and hanging out with your family and your friends and playing tag 
and and walking down to the creek and throwing rocks and going fishing and I tell you, man. I mean, it 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 it, it it's it's that's what what I'm talking about. Why David Cassidy had meaning to me, you know, it just takes me back to that place where I was, I was playing with my sisters and my cousins and my my friends, and and it was a time before the internet and before cell phones and. We would just go on walks and we'd pick berries and we'd throw rocks and we'd we'd tell stories and we'd hide in the woods and we'd, you know, we'd just have fun, man. It was a a sweet and innocent time and uh, I will always treasure it. Um, uh, You know, compared to some of the music you hear nowadays that is, wow, just has the exact opposite message. A lot of music's filled with, uh, you know, hatred and and supporting uh, drug culture and gang culture and calling women bitches and hoes and this and, oh, my God. It's just so, so different. Things are so different now. I know I'm dating myself, sounding like an old man, but, wow. It kind of makes me, uh, you know, wonder about, why society is so topsy-turvy and upside down and belligerent and violent and self-absorbed. And, you know, a lot of it probably stems from the music that's being fed to kids as they as they uh, develop. Instead of positive, uh, fun, silly, harmless love songs and pop tunes, they're getting injected full of uh, songs that tell them to treat women badly and use the N-word and and defy the law and this and that. And ugh, just uh, the message has definitely changed. So uh, if for no other reason, thank you, uh, David Cassidy, for the innocence, the, uh, the fun, uh, all that stuff. And uh, speaking of songs, oh my God, let's move move along here to a song that I play every year on the podcast. This is a fun song celebrating Thanksgiving and celebrating turkey. Uh, Roger, let's hit it. Let's hit the Thanksgiving turkey song, bro. song okay speaking of turkey we got to get back to the end of our uh, harland highway thanksgiving day parade let's get back in there and close out the show i think there's one more float coming down the harland highway uh let's throw it back to john waters and john starter 
Well, thank you, Harlan. Thank you very much. We're excited as we are coming down to the final uh, float, the final group of the Thanksgiving Day Parade. And before we get to that, what are your feelings about uh, this year's uh, 23rd annual Thanksgiving Day Parade, John? Well, uh, you know, as usual, John, and I, I hate to be a lemon in the middle of a lemon bush, but uh, like so many years before, I'm afraid that this parade is not really working, John. Well, now, uh, you know, we did have a few little slip-ups along the way, but uh, I mean, why cast a shadow over the whole thing? Well, it's not hard to do, John. I mean, you know, we had we had the uh, Victoria's Secret uh, flubber models, uh, destroying a basket robin stealing ice cream from children standing in the in the crowd uh we have dead dolphins all over the place i mean the, the, the whole parade smells like a rotten aquarium and now we have the last float coming down the street and uh i think i'll go ahead early and say i smell lemon juice it's not really working, John. Well, let's give it a chance, John. I mean, this is a, a very emotional, a very sensitive float. Uh, this is the first time we have ever seen a float put together by the New York Cancer Institute. And uh, they are rolling down the street. They want to shine the light on cancer, uh, cancer awareness, a, a horrible disease, sickness that afflicts uh, so many people in this country and around the world, and I think, John, we all know somebody who has uh, been touched by cancer, John. Well, I think we're all about to be touched by cancer right here and right now. Here comes the New York Cancer Institute's float right down the street, and, uh, you know, I just don't get it. Uh, right, it's, it's a, They've got a big truck with a... It looks like a 40-foot high uh, tumor uh, in the middle of the truck. And walking uh, beside the truck, we have uh, melanoma clowns. Melanoma clowns, John. Well, look at them. They're clowns uh, that are in the shape of giant uh, brownish, brackish uh, melanoma scabs. Uh, It doesn't matter how much clown makeup you put on a melanoma scab. To me, it's just not funny. Well, they are juggling, and the kids uh, seem to be enjoying the juggling. Yes, but look what they're juggling, John. Well, it looks like they're juggling some kind of balls in the air. Those aren't balls. You tell me, what color are those ball-shaped items that they're juggling? Well, if I'm taking a close look, John, they look black and, and brown. Exactly. Guess what they're juggling? What's that, John? Tumors. They're juggling big, giant brain tumors, leg tumors, cancer tumors, abdominal tumors. I just don't think that this is the way you create awareness. If nothing else, it's probably terrifying people in the crowd. Well, how about over there? We have the ovarian cancer lion walking beside the... uh... Yes, are you kidding me? The regal king of the beasts. And look at him, he's all hes all sour and green, he's covered in blood, and instead of a tail, he's got an ovarian tube uh, wiggling around as if to put some kind of happy face on ovarian cancer. What a disgrace, an ovarian, ovarian cancer lion. Uh, you know, these things should have gone extinct before they were ever born, John. Not really working. Well... I understand, John. It is it is a sensitive uh, topic. It's hard to uh, make a cancer friendly and likable, but in doing so, in their attempt to doing so, John, uh, perhaps in a good way, it's helping raise awareness and a ra- uh, uh, you know uh, uh, raising money for the cause of finding a cure for cancer. Well, let me ask you this, John: Do you think it's appropriate to try and raise money? to stop the scourge of cancer by dressing people people up like leukemia elves. Uh, I'm sorry, John. Look down there. We have a group of leukemia elves. Have you ever seen a more sorry, sad bunch of elves 
they're emaciated, their cheeks are sucked in, they have black bags under their eyes. Some of them are having trouble walking in those curly tipped shoes. Are you kidding me? We've got melanoma clowns juggling tumors. We've got an ovarian cancer lion and now the cream on the cancer cake, leukemia elves, my God. You know, this float is a cancer on this parade. It's not really working, John. Well, it is It is uh, innovative. It is something new and something we haven't seen before, John. And man, wow, they, they really are making a statement. You know, I think I'm feeling a little ill just looking at it. I wonder if it's possible to get eye cancer from looking at cancer, John. Well, these are questions we're going to have to ponder as we come to the end of our 14th annual Harlan Highway Thanksgiving Day Parade. Oh man, wow! What a what an outing! What what a uh, what a show today! What a wonderful, joyous event! Well, not really, John. If I could sum the whole parade up in three letters, okay, John, it would be N R. W. Uh, not sure what that means, John. Not really working, John. Lemon juice everywhere, horrible floats, and another colossal failure. I'm sorry to say it, but not really working. Well, John, I'm sure there's people down there who are laughing, who are cheering, who would disagree with you, but nonetheless, we had a great time here today at the 79th Annual Harland Highway Thanksgiving Day Parade. Thanks for joining us, everybody. I'm John Waters. A happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. And I'm John Waters. And, uh, you know, uh, I'll say it again. Have a great Thanksgiving. But it's not really working, John. Okay, John. Thank you very much, everybody. And don't forget to squeeze lots of lemon juice on your turkey because that's what this parade was. Oh, man. Wow. Okay. Thank you very much. We'll throw it back to Harlan Williams in the booth. Happy Thanksgiving from John Waters and John Starters. Suck a golden lemon. Oh, man. Wow. Okay, well, thanks, guys. Great job. Uh, we'll see you, uh, hear from you next year. We never get to see you because you're out there in your little booth up over the parade, but uh, great coverage. Unfortunately, uh, it sounds like we have a mixed review. Uh, one of you seemed to enjoy the parade, and uh, the other one was a little bit uh, off-put by the whole affair, but nonetheless, sounded like a great crowd, and... Uh, Another uh, another wonderful Thanksgiving Day parade right down the Harland Highway. Uh, so there you go, gang. We're back. We're back at full force, as you can tell. Uh, you know, as you can see, I stretched out today's podcast an hour long, uh, just kind of as a way to uh, say thanks for your patience, thanks for hanging in. I did uh, an extra juicy <laughs> Thanksgiving podcast for you today just to kind of make up for some of that lost time we had uh, for a couple of weeks there while I was getting uh, reorganized. But it feels good. It sounded good in my earphones. Roger, you good? You, yeah? Roger, you're happy with everything? Good. Roger's happy. I'm happy. Uh, so we're back in the uh, saddle. And uh, let's do a few uh, announcements before we get the heck out of here. First of all, again, I want to say thank you on this Thanksgiving Thank you to all for uh, for listening, for being uh, being fans of the show, for going along for the ride on the highway. I want to thank all my my fans who uh, who embraced my new Disney cartoon, Puppy Dog Pals. Uh, what a reaction! This this show is a bona fide hit, gang. It's uh, it's it's in the top five of of uh, kids programming in its age bracket. It's. Uh, the studio who's uh, doing all the work behind uh, the, uh, uh, the the uh, the show is it's apparently uh, according to them it's their top show that they've ever put together. Uh, and when I say that, I mean Disney is the entity that airs the show, and then they farm out the uh, all the work to a production company. Uh, and so that production company, this is their biggest show to date. That they've had. Uh, Disney has ordered a second season, which will start in 2018. We're so excited, and they, they've added extra shows. 
I mean, last year we did 50. This year we're going to do 60. And people are buying the toys, and they're they're buying them online. If you want to get some Puppy Dog Pals toys for Christmas, if you have if you have kids, I tell you, man, these are these are fun, sweet, adorable toys. I've been sneaking out and buying them myself just because it's you know I created the show, and at one point it was a figment of my imagination, and now I I walk into Target and and Toys R Us and Walmart, and there's my toys. Sitting on the shelf. I, I can't say no to that, man. I got to buy. They're like my babies. I got to buy my babies. Uh, but I really do mean it when I say they're fun toys. They're super cute. How can you go wrong with puppies and kittens and, and things like that? So uh, you can order your puppy dog pals online at the Disney store. You can get them on Amazon. You can get them at Target.com. I mean, uh Give your your kids this year the the gift of uh, puppy dog pals. They have pajamas. They have slippers. They have T-shirts. They have they have a dollhouse, except it's a doghouse. It's this big plastic dollhouse, doghouse with slides in it and teeter totters and trees. I swear to God, I bought one. I never thought at this point in my life I'd buy like a dollhouse, doghouse. But I like I said, I I just had to. I have to. Uh, there's books out. There's 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 just there, there's there's water jugs. There's you know there's all kinds of stuff out there. So hopefully uh, some of these puppy dog pals toys bring some joy to you and your family and your kids. And th- thank you again so much for making it a hit show. And we can't wait to bring you season two. And we'll see where it goes from there. Maybe a season three, a season four. I don't know. Let's see. Uh, but for now, thank you so much. And, uh, and there you go. Let's leave it right there. Let let me tell you about some uh, unexpected comedy dates that came up. I actually was going to take all of December off, uh, you know, just to chill out and enjoy the holidays. And and lo and behold, my agents call me and they're like, Hey man, we, we got some pretty good offers for you to go and do some cities and do your stand up." What do you say? And I looked at the offers and I was like, well, that'll help pay the bills. Okay. So here we go. It's Orlando, the Orlando Improv. Yes, indeed. Love that city. Orlando, amazing city. Great people, great fans. Uh, We will be there uh, December 8, 9, and 10. Yes, December 8, 9, and 10, the Orlando Improv. Okay. Going to be a blast. And then the following uh, weekend, uh, December 14th through the 16th, 14, 15, 16, I'll be on the other side of the country in uh, Bellevue, Seattle, Washington at the Parlor Live. Great club, really intimate room, great stage right on top of the uh, the people who go. It's really tight, great room. So, uh December, we have uh, Orlando, Florida, and then uh, December 14th through the 16th, Seattle, Washington, Bellevue, the Parlor Live. And then uh, here's another one. I I didn't really have plans for New Year's, and I got a call from Salt Lake City, Utah, and they were like, hey, how would you like to do New Year's? And I was like, sounds good to me. So I will be in uh, Salt Lake City, Utah on uh, December 29th, through the 31st uh, at the West Jordan Wise Guys. There's a new club in West Jordan, or Jordan. I haven't been to this one yet. It's new, so I think it's Jordan, just uh, right downtown there, just outside of downtown Salt Lake City, and uh, December 29th, 30, and 31. Uh, Going to be a blast ringing in the new year. Mormon style, baby. Yeah. Uh, so look forward to have a, I always have a great time in uh, Salt Lake City. Great club, great, great, uh, great environment for comedy. And that is it. As far as I know, that is it for 2017. So uh, as I said, all these uh, shows will be up on my website, harlanwilliams.com. You can uh, order your tickets ahead of time. Make sure you don't get left out. Uh, and, uh, we're good to go. Also, if you want to write to me, harlanwilliams.com is where you can write to me. Uh, you can leave me a, uh, a message there. You can write me an email, or if you want to leave me a voice message, 
You know. Um, And uh, what else? Uh, Don't forget to uh, get the free app for the Harland Highway on your uh, app store. You can listen to us wherever you go. And uh, thank you to the premium members who signed up this year. Your premium membership, only $20 a year, gets you every episode of the Harland Highway. Plus, uh, bonus um, bonus episodes that I do from time to time, or bonus material that I throw up there from time to time as a little treat, just for the premium members. And uh, and there you go, there you have it. So hey, happy Thanksgiving to all of you. Uh, I hope you have a great one. Uh, let's let's give thanks for our health, for our happiness, for. All the things life has to offer us. Uh, Remember, it's good to be alive. One day we won't be alive, but today we are, and let's give thanks. All right, guys and gals and pavement pounders, that's it. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody, and until next time, gobble, gobble, and chicken chow mein, baby. (laughs) 